Hey everyone, welcome to Pop In with Pink Puddle Studio. Rachel here. I'm the artist and owner of the studio, and I'm here to just have some creative conversation with you all. This episode is about buying a home as a self-employed artist. Let's just dive right in. Honestly, there's a lot of things that I'm, you know, I'm glad I did, and there's certain things that I wish I knew about before jumping into this, but it is a learning experience, but hopefully I can make those growing pains for you a little less painful with this podcast. First of all, I recommend you guys finding a realtor that you can trust, that you connect with, that you can be open and honest with. I definitely, definitely felt like I ended up with somebody like that. Um, I didn't find her. Actually, my sister's husband's brother-in-law, he works for uh, Bruden Stratton. And I'm going to shout out to Mary Buckley because she was my realtor and she's awesome. And honestly, within this whole process, I didn't feel like, you know, I would come out with a friend in it. And I definitely see her as a friend. And not only because like she just, you know, helped me find this house, she definitely was patient she was very easy to work with very positive never gave me like any kind of attitude i don't know it's just the energy she gave off was very beautiful and she was just very easy to work with i think that that makes a big difference in your process i was lucky that i had her i would find a house and she would just jump on it especially i don't know if you guys are aware and if you're not this market right now or at least it was between, I want to say, April and like a month ago. It was crazy with the market. And what I mean by that is that it was very hard to get a house that you wanted um, at a price that you could afford. So a lot of people were up bidding. There was like sometimes 20 bids on a house. It was crazy. And I got to a point where I'm like, is this ever going to happen? Because, well, we'll get into my price point in a little bit and you'll understand where i'm coming from with that but with a market just like this you have to be patient you have to be on top of it i swear this was my like first job like i kind of stepped away from my other job from pink puddle uh, for a minute and that's why i wasn't as present you guys might have noticed as i wanted to be and i'm sorry for that it's just i had to take care of this and i'm sure you, a lot of you who have bought a house understand just the demand of this whole process let's dive into how this journey started out for me end of this january i started seriously looking for a house so what i did was i went to the bank to my bank that i go to bank of america and I talked to their loan officer and he made everything seem very promising. You can get this much amount for this. If you have this down payment, you know, you're in good hands. Like everything looks clear cut, normal. Everything looks great. Okay. So I was thinking I'm hitting this price point of like no more than I want to say like 320. And I felt like I could afford that just with the down payment and everything. And based on what he was telling me. He didn't actually have me pre-qualify though. They do a scan where they're like, well, you probably with your income, your guesstimate really, this is where you fall. So maybe start looking in this range. But just so you know, that is not going to determine exactly what you can afford based on your loan and down payment or what they'll give you. 
So I'd highly recommend that you get pre-qualified officially before you even go and look for houses because I want to tell you that that was one of the biggest things that basically kept me up to, at night, like stressed me out was because this loan officer in particular wasn't as upfront about the process. And I don't know, like I was a first time buyer, so it's not like I would know any better thinking, okay, well, he told me probably this range. So let me just go look and let me put an offer on this house. And I did, I put several offers on different houses and when i finally got to the house that i wanted after much struggle they were still trying to see if i would pre-qualify because i got rejected by them this is where being self-employed becomes tricky with these big banks bank of america was my experience i don't know about these other ones but this is why i had a huge headache and i hope you guys don't so for being self-employed they're gonna ask you for your expense report basically your lost profit statements and especially with covid it was very hard because they wanted to take literally not just last year like not just your tax return or anything like that they wanted from the previous like last six months of the same year and then when it got closer to it they were going to ask you the month before like what you made and that could make or break you and that was because they didn't want to take the gamble on you because of covid and they wanted to make sure that you still were making money and I mean, it's understandable to a point, but being self-employed, there's a lot of flexibility there that they did not account for. And that was really the hard part because when I issued my loss and profit statement, they basically said, well, it looks like you made this much and you lost this much. And I tried to explain to them, okay, so look, before I get into that, they take your bank account. So I have a business bank account and you know i pay my estimated tax with that i pay my income tax like i pay all these different things that are not necessarily considered a loss in your business or like for as an expense and they were basically black and white taking my statement and looking at it and saying you actually looks like you lost that you took this much out and this much came in so this must mean that you lost this much and you gained this much and i'm like well what about all my other accounts that i have other things i use i use paypal i use venmo i use other accounts that maybe don't necessarily ever see bank of america they never actually are entered into that account the whole point is really they're very black and white about what you bring in and what you bring out on your statement and that's what i want to emphasize with you guys so this is where it gets so tricky with them that they're not flexible with you and after like i stayed up like till like 4 30 in the morning doing my expense report and then i get this um a week later after submitting they're like well we don't understand why you spent like three thousand dollars this month and i'm like well if you look at it i mentioned it said that i paid my estimated tax so actually i'm paying my tax pre the whole idea is that they do not work well with small businesses they're they like the cookie cutter people who have like a w-2 and who are not self-employed necessarily you know they have a salary and blah 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 so my experience with them was not the best and i'm gonna say the loan officer seemed very confident in the beginning and then when we got towards the end it was not a good experience like they were never mean or anything like that they just didn't give me any insight like i felt blinded 
And I literally almost lost this house to the point where I was breaking down because I felt like I didn't know what was going on. The thing about the big banks though that are gonna, that what, what kind of like lured me in was that they have these grant programs where they pay, you know, depending on your income, they were gonna pay like seven grand of closing costs or up to seven grand, something, some percentage of down payment or whatever. But again, I wanted to put in a larger down payment and they said you cannot put more than this specific amount otherwise you don't get those grants and so but he never told me that he never told me that in the beginning and again that was another thing where I was just like a little bit blindsided I wish that you know that was mentioned I think in total four houses I put offers down on the first one was just like I was outbid and it was not even a chance the second one I really really wanted it was in Chandler it was beautiful like beautiful it was an older house had like an awesome yard I mean I love that yard remind me of like my grandma's house and like with these big trees and all that stuff but anyway I wanted that house so badly that I was willing to like go up to like my maximum price. So when I made an offer and I think I was like in the top two, they ended up going with the other person. But it ended up working out for the best because when I made an offer on, I think it was this house that I'm in now, which was I think the fourth house. When I went back to Bank of America, I submitted what I submitted the offer. They're like, well, we can only qualify you for this amount of a loan. And when I did that, plus my down payment, I wasn't even close to the price of the house. So they were only able to give me a small chunk. And it was nothing like they had said when they said I would be pre-qualified for 320 with my down payment. Very confusing. So if you're not understanding what I'm saying, believe me, that's lingo and all of it is so hard. So um, at first, especially, you're just like, no idea but it's just these miscommunications with people for some reason i'm understanding more and more that this is more common than normal but being again a first time home buyer i definitely felt like i was about to lose my mind because i was trying to learn things i had people thoroughly thoroughly explain things to me and i finally was matched up with somebody that did that 100 percent. but before getting into all of that and talking about the new loan officer, I want to lead up to it. So let's go back to the part where I made an offer on the house that I'm currently in. Basically, I was still with Bank of America. They were trying to decide if, you know, they could loan me a higher amount of money. I resubmitted my profit loss statements. They still had issues with them. I was about to lose my mind because if you have ever made an offer on a house or if you haven't, you have like two days usually like they want within the first 24 to 48 hours you put down your earnest money which is a deposit saying that you're serious that you want this house and i was so scared to put it down because i just i didn't know what was going to happen and it got to a point where i told mary my realtor that if if i didn't hear from the bank i was gonna within like the next 24 hours then i'm just gonna give it up because i don't want to waste the seller's time i don't want to have high hopes for myself i was literally like felt like my head was just like swirling in a toilet there was no hope just because i was being kicked around with this larger bank so while we were waiting for the bank mary my realtor she suggested i reach out to another lending company she gave me a few names i just picked one of them 
and she was literally the angel sent from above <laughs> um her name i'm gonna shout out ashley brown from prime lending i highly highly recommend this woman she made me like i felt like no hope with how you know the bank was making me feel like you don't make enough money this doesn't make sense blah 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 you can't do this but after i sent her all my paperwork and things like that just even the pre-qualifying stage she was on vacation or something and i sounded like i needed so much help i feel like she went out of her way to help me within five hours maybe she was right on the phone with me so quickly mary had actually talked to her previously just to tell her kind of where i was at i was not in a good space i was laying in bed with my mom and i know that sounds sad but it was it was a lot it's a lot it's very emotional just thinking that you had this in your grasp and then you're told no and it's just like it's it's, a, it's such a process but anyway i talked to ashley she said okay well let me see what i can do for you based on what you've told me it seems like you're fine you'd be qualified so i even gave her what we offered the seller and what they accepted and she said she was going to run the numbers she called me like i said within hours and said hey based on what i've done i've worked with wells fargo i've worked in the past over 15 years as a loan officer she said she's basically 100% confident that you will be fine and it was so hard to trust her because of the other officer that basically said something similar and then I ended up in that situation but I kept going over to her really saying how like are you sure are you sure like can't go through this again and, and she took it so well and she really reassured me and so she had me fill out some papers online and i went through it and it was seamless and honestly she made this experience so much easier for me like i i didn't expect it their company was more flexible when it comes to self-employed because they're a lending company so they work with you know all types of people all the time and i if i knew that to begin with then i guess maybe i wouldn't have reached out but to the bank i just thought because i bank with them this might be easier because they already have all my info and all that but in the end after everything i went through i really don't recommend a big bank like that so continuing the journey she just finished running my numbers she was very very certain that everything would go through and she did it very quickly and she knew i didn't have time to waste because i had to put down that earnest money so i ended up talking over with mary and told her how much more confident i felt i still had nerves you know but i ended up putting down the earnest money which again is your deposit that you put down for your house so i did all that and then we just went through the process for a few weeks we did the inspection everything looked really good there if your inspection isn't that good you know you can try to negotiate with the seller which there were a few things that i did not want to pay for i asked him to give us credit we ended up getting credit towards the house to fix a few things which was awesome that way it didn't have to like come out of pocket on top of what we were expected to pay don't be scared to ask i mean not all sellers maybe will do that but any money i can save i'm going to try <laughs> Another person I want to shout out to is Janelle from um, Title Premier. Mary hooked me up with her to do our title because um, you're going to need a title company. This was like a girl power team, let me just tell you. Girl power and they all pulled through for me and it was, it was, it went from like in the gutter to shining stars. It was, it was awesome. And like I said, these are things that I want you guys to consider when, if you're, you know, in the same 
circumstance that I was in before even looking into it just really make sure your loan officer if you can is really on top of it connects with you Ashley thoroughly explained literally almost every piece of paperwork and I hear that that's not normal and that's why I recommend her she thoroughly explained everything we would have days where she'd be on the phone with me for almost an hour talking about not just one sheet of paper but a whole packet full of stuff that maybe I didn't understand we just went through it together that's stuff that I don't take for granted especially considering what I went through to begin with I want you guys to be as successful as you can during this process especially probably being a first-time buyer uh, a small business you know if you're an artist doing the same thing that I did I really really want you guys to succeed and like I said, maybe not go through so much of the growing pains that I did. But Mary always kept it positive and we were going forward with everything. When they told me that they accepted my loan, I was just like off the walls, like excited, amazing. So going through my story should give you a basic idea of what I went through when buying a home. Of course, there's so many things beforehand that you have to make sure about, especially saving up for your down payment things like that and making sure that you have lines of credit those things are all important so make sure to research all of that so next what I want to do is go in and kind of do an overview of all my recommendations being self-employed again they're gonna ask for profit loss make sure that you have your most recent tax return accessible if you have 1099s that were submitted make sure you have those accessible um, they're going to ask for bank statements. With COVID, I had to submit like more recent bank statements. I don't know how it's going to be when you buy a house. So just know that you might have to do that. Profit loss might be for the current year. I think a budget sheet. So I went through and I figured out on average my utilities cost every month plus my insurances, plus, you know, just like your monthly bills on top of your mortgage to see really what you can afford. It was really, really scary to do this because I was living at home. All I was paying for was partial utilities because I would split it between my brothers and my mom. So it was really nothing. So then when you jump to this where you're kind of full on adulting and paying way more money to live plus your freedom and all this other stuff it's awesome but at the same time scary because you're just like i have to make money or more money or just sustain my money you know all those thoughts run through your head <laughs> just never set yourself up for failures so just really really know what price point you can work with you do not want to be struggling if you don't have to i got this house for like around 301 302-ish. I'm really glad that I stayed within that bracket because I feel so much more comfortable with the payments every month. There's different kinds of loans. So again, these are things that don't quote me on them because I'm not any kind of specialist, but you just want to make sure that you research or talk to your loan officer about what type of loan you're going to get. If you're going to do an FHA or a conventional loan, if you're going to put down 3% or 15% or 20%, um, anything under 20% for a down payment, you're going to have to pay mortgage insurance. But just be aware of just all the little payments that you'll have to make. And if you have a good loan officer, they will really, like as far as the mortgage goes and like your um, insurance, home insurance, all that stuff, they will really break that down and tell you, 
what you will be paying for that um, every month. I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. I know it was a lot understand or swallowed. I hope you guys have a great experience. You know, feel free to message me about your experience. I really, really think that this should be like an exciting process. Thank you for listening to this episode. I know it wasn't about art, but it is about the idea of being an artist, a self-employed artist, and how to buy a house. And I think that's important because that's not something to overlook if you guys are interested in going down this path of you know being self-employed as an artist that sometimes the nitty-gritty is important to talk about because i don't think that it's talked about enough have a beautiful day keep creating and remember always follow your art